Um, I don't know where my duck calls are. I'd start like just ripping a duck call. Quack, 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 quack. Go ducks. How many duck references can we make before we actually mention what the topic? You better leave this entire thing in. That's wood ducks sound like that. Ducks fly together. Oh my head. Ah, fine, fine. Let me get mine in. Duck tails. Come on. None of you wooed. None of you wooed. Worthless. This podcast is canceled. Worthless bunch of goons, a lot of you. I need to take this moment to officially say that uh, Mighty Ducks 2 is the best of the Mighty Ducks film entries. And that is now officially canon and settled. Only if we can agree that the new Mighty Ducks they added was the worst that they've done. Uh, you didn't see wait, D3. What? Well, wait, what new Mighty Ducks? <laughs> they did it. They have a Mighty Ducks Yeah, with TV Lauren show. Gilmore. <laughs> Why? Because It's money. honestly not that bad. But yeah, the third one was bad. The third one was real bad. <laughs> I don't remember anything other than the first one. I barely remember. Well, but the that. second one has Keenan Thompson. Yes. It has going up against evil, like what were they, Russian or Finnish? Iceland. 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 Ice, ice, ice. That is so refreshing to not have to go up against like the ah, the evil West evil Eastern powers. Like, no, no, they're just from Iceland and they're jerks. All right. So everyone listening to what was at believe me, for those listening, this rant you just heard was a whole lot longer. Hello, everybody. Welcome Gordon back Bombay. To <laughs> the Minnesota Miracle Man. Make it stop. <laughs> all right. To all of our fans listening, we are doing an episode on ducks. We had a request for water types, which led us to ducks, which led us to this. I'm very tired. of. I, I Can I go back to Japan? <laughs> I don't That's think my... we have enough duck Pokemon yet. I think we do. I mean, we do need more, but like we everyone... need more that are cool ducks because there's a lot of cool ducks. We got Quaxley and I'm gonna talk coming, about right? Cool ducks. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Quaxley, obviously, but like we've got a few others in there. So I think start off the whole bit, song and dance, have some fun, talk about some ducks. Why not? Dawn's time to shine. Dawn's time to shine. Cue the music. All right, we have a ton of Pokemon news, so I'll get to the science stuff really quickly. So there recently was discovered that there was a specific group of Japanese pitcher plants called the Jack in the Pulpit. Now, obviously, we've talked about pitcher plants before. We have one in the game, but this one is really cool because they found it using pheromones for very specific organisms, specifically something called the fungus gnat. So what was happening is it was releasing pheromones into the air to try and attract these insects, but they weren't attracting all of them, just the males. So when they looked inside this thing to find out what it was eating, they found all male, for the most part, gnats. What we think was happening with this pitcher plant has actively evolved the ability to produce a smell similar enough to only to draw females. And there are only two species that seem to be able to do this. To be fair, anyone who's been on Grinder for more than five minutes knows that's not hard to attract guys. It's really not. As a guy, I can tell you right now, it really does not take much for a guy to swipe right on any gender or any identity of any kind. They just do. Being on Tinder, I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely one of those cool little sign things of like plants can adapt to beat animals. For some reason, the animal kingdom was like, ha we're the best. And plants just crack their non-existent knuckles and just like, oh, really? Oh, boys, look what I got here. And then they just get eaten anyway. I love it. I love horrifying plants. Chris, Don, we have a lot. 
do your thing. So the European uh, International Championship was this past weekend, and there was a lot to go over. So Don, why don't you hit us with the uh, what you thought of the VGC? All right, so I watched like a lot of the. Ma- I luckily had a pretty slow Friday at work, so I watched pretty much the stream all day Friday and like most of day two Saturday, and was able to. I got up in time, to set an alarm on Sunday to uh, catch the finals. So first of all, shout out to Eric Rios who continues. Well, one, he's just a beast of a player. But also, we had the Sun dominance continues with the same Rinya Sun team. Praise the Sun. I think there's been like five majors this year, and I think it's won four of them. Yeah, it's won the majority. Zosh and Groudon, Insen, Grimmsnarl, Gastrodon, and Charizard. The Groudon is... I don't, I don't know all the details of Eric's team, but typically the Groudon is Assault Vest. I think he had Trick Iron Ball Grimmsnarl, which is kind of a cool set. And it kind of won its gives you cool speed control um there was one game where i think he actually won off a really nice adaption game three he tricks um the iron ball onto his opponent's reggie alecki i think it was in top four um and then by having it be iron balled um it's no longer able to take out his charizard or anything else first because it has the speed and it also grounds things so it also will ground a flying type and allow grad on to uh to bash it which I thought was a cool adaptation to some of the other versions you see Grimstar like cuz it's it's the same six pokemon but even the four different teams that have won I don't think there were like identical move sets or anything like that on all of them. I have to say that last fight when it came down to the misplay rough and then the the clutch protect to let the landers kill uh, KO its own Kyogre. Yeah. It was it was some pretty entertaining matches. Oh no, there was some there some there was some extremely high level play throughout the tournament. But just run through the top eight teams. Um, we see that the Swordfish archetype is still strong. Second and third place, both Zosh and Kyogre. Um, third place team I thought was really cool having the Torkoal mode in the dual weather. But actually, this was like a very diverse top cut and just top thirty two for day two field in terms of restricted pairings. I mean, one of the one of the restrictions is was almost always Zashin. Zashin literally comes with his own beat stick, so it's like, yeah. I mean, come on. But even in a uh, top eight, we had Evil Don, which uh, got top four. We had a, a Lunala Groudon team. We had a uh, a really cool, um, and the, there's some of the matches are online to watch. Um, Calyrex Ice Reshiram team, which I thought was really cool because we'd seen Cali Ice Palkia, which had um, it got eleventh, but. That was the first of that pairing, and I thought it was a really cool, really cool setup. And we saw some Sheninjas in top 32 on a few uh, teams. We just scroll through now. There was a, a Thunderous T. There was Umbreon. There was quite a lot of variety outside of, like, not just straight Swordfish or, like, Renya Sun. We had Curium Sableye in top 32. We had some Solgaleo action. Uh, Cali Ghost made some appearances. Regigigas. Quite a few Weezings, actually, even within top 8. That's how you win the weather war by shutting it off. Yep, but uh, I, I thought we so we saw um and now we got Indy in two weeks. It'll be interesting to see if uh because looking at the rest of the top eight, um there was only one Renya Sun team in the top eight of like that specific archetype, and I think that really stands to actually that was the that was the only Zacian Groudon in the top eight. So I think like that really speaks to Eric's skill as a player. Like it's a very strong team, but he obviously piloted it very well in a in a field that's like people are getting more and more adapted to that team and they're they're game planning for it better and better. So just really top play. I highly recommend everyone watches uh, at least like the top eight matches through the finals. But really, if you can find the whole day day one stream, it's all um, a lot of very very high level play. All really good stuff. Really good stuff. Well, on the 
on the the Pokemon Go side of things. This was the f- second Poke- official Pokemon Go tournament, but the first since the last Worlds. So that was the one in DC in 2019, right? Yep. Yeah. So the the first big so that lots... one I remember it had some technical difficulties. As well. Yes. So they did a lot to. Did this com- one have technical difficulties? It had a few. Uh, they did a lot to combat that, where they basically bought a whole bunch of different cell phones. So everyone was playing on the same cell phones. They had a dedicated server there on a private Wi-Fi. And it, according to a lot of different people who participated, a lot of the issues that are known in the game were mitigated through that. Uh, now, there were some that still popped up. There was one particularly big, bad spike um, in one of uh, Tho Tactical's matches where everything just kind of froze. But he didn't... If everything was bad enough, they would give rematches. And that in one instance, though, declined a rematch because he got hard countered. But in terms of team breakdowns of the top eight, seven of the teams brought Metacham. Basically, all of them used Metacham as an anchor on the team because Metacham is kind of, he's like the Zacian of Great League Battling. <laughs> he's a little broken. But uh, there were, besides Zacian, Registeel and Nidoqueen and Walrein were also really big heavy players, which is to be expected based on how the Great League meta has shifted in the, in the past. But there was a couple really interesting picks that popped up. We had um, Inadequance brought a Pelipper, uh, which probably one of the cooler moments was uh, in order to... The only way he could win a game is he had to catch an Earth Power on his 1 HP Pelipper, and he managed to pull it off. It's just some some really, really expert play in terms of catching moves and uh, timing out your, your counts. So we'll have to see how things kind of progress now with, with Indy coming up and seeing how the tournaments kind of adapt to what worked, what didn't work, and, and how they can improve. But overall, I think it was it went pretty well. That's good. Yeah, I want to go back. Was that was there a side stream of uh, those games? Yeah, there's. I mean, so they were streaming all four at once. They were streaming. Oh, they were okay. They awesome. Were stre- yeah. So there there was. Uh, uh, but there was ob- the the go ones ended quickly because there were less players. Right. Uh, but uh, there are some. I'll I'll will send you the one with uh, the 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 one really good Pelipper fight just because it's a really great fight. Yeah, I'm interested to learn more about uh, the competitive side of Pokemon Go. You to winning the Pogo tournaments, Don, is that you need to throw a shoe at your opponent so that they can't tap. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure that that also works in VGC. <laughs> <laughs> no, just literally bring, or, like... or or the card games if you hit someone or the table with a shoe i'm pretty sure that'll mess up their play just like uh, i like the same way people bring like plushies to their battle that someone just brings out the air force ones or like some yeah. nice pair of jordans just have a pair of shoes on the table ready for throwing <laughs> not even a pair just one shoe just one single shoe separate from the ones they're wearing it there has to be like an old shoe too like with a hole in it Nah, you gotta get the. You gotta. It's gotta be some nice Jordans. It's gotta be. Oh, just some Tims. If you're from New York, just get some Tims. You'll be good. Uh, well, like I said, we're looking forward to Indy, and we'll kind of see how everything's keep how things keep moving with that. But uh, I think Indy's gonna be a good time, Don. I'm looking forward to it. Not sure what I'm using yet, but uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. If you can't make it out to Indy, the next bit of news is that on the uh, on the online play, there's the global challenge that's happening in May, which you can sign up for now. And the deadline to sign up is the 5th. And I believe that the overall reward for this is do like three battles and you get like 50 battle points or something like that. 
but that's happening that'll be fun uh in terms of quick pokemon go news the community day for may is alolan geodude which is lame because the last time they did one of the alolan dual types they we got both sandshrews and now we just get the one geodude but that's the 21st i love i'm sorry a freaking rail gun golem <laughs> yes please <laughs> I think it's uh I think it I think it's pretty cool. The shot I like the shiny colors for it. Yeah, you yeah, I love Railgun Golem. I only wish it was stronger so I could use it in like more matches. It's like no, it's such a cool concept. The fact that it's based on the electromagnetic rocks that are found on the Hawaiian Islands. I'm sorry. No, I love that thing. So the the last bit of Pokemon news is that we are getting a new uh, anime for the Hisui region coming on May 18th. Yay! I hope it's as violent as the games have made it out to be. <laughs> Will Ash be kidnapped by Arce Arceus and thrown back Forget into Arceus. I want to see him get kidnapped by a Zorark. I want to see him literally get dragged into the Dude, woods. Paris is gonna Paris is gonna kill him. <laughs> that's that's the one episode Paris gets him. Yeah, Paris just keeps You're like the very first episode ever where it's like a horde of a horde of Spiro like mauls him and Pikachu. It's gonna be that but Paris. <laughs> I'm imagining like every episode is just Arceus bringing him back to life after he gets killed in some horrific way. Because honestly, Legend just opens up the field of being, hey, you could die. Would you like to see how you could die? It's a thousand ways to die in Kanto. I love it. Well, no, a thousand ways to die in Sinnoh. My bad. So, Madison, we're done with Pokemon news. Where are you going to be this weekend? So, we have lots of news. Uh, this weekend, uh, Lila and I will be at. Fan Expo Cleveland. I know uh, Michael Roker, uh, Kevin Smith, Jason Muse, Ron Perlman are there. But yeah, we're going to be there talking about predatory adaptations as well as marine and aquatic animals. Uh, we've we took one of the presentations Don and I developed last year, and Lila has modified it quite a bit, as Don can attest to. She took out all my nightmare creatures. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "These are too scary." <laughs> Oh, that's those are she the put in ones. some good ones though. Even she you did said put it. good ones. She did. She put in some good ones. She kept. She kept a couple of mine too. Actually, yeah. I had to fight for some of those. We kept stunned. you? Fist. Yeah, I had to argue with her because she was like, "I don't really like this thing," and I'm like, "I know, but let's just leave it." No one does, but people like to learn about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the important. Everyone loves a good sea lion, but everyone wants to learn about a good horrifying sea eel that sucks your guts out. But apparently not Lila, so it's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, we're going to be at um, Colossal Con, which is in Sandusky, Ohio, uh, the weekend of June 3rd. So we'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Chris, Don, and I will be around for at least part of the weekend. That should be fun if any of you are able to come out. It's a great convention. Uh, I know we met a lot of fans last year, made a lot of new friends too. Uh, if you're out there, you know, come hang out with us. Absolutely. We're going to have cool prizes. we got a bunch of cool panels planned. Um, I'm going to give away things uh, for random trivia that I'm going to ask. So <laughs> that'll be cool. And it's not even going to be Pokemon trivia. It's just going to be literally <laughs> random trivia. So like, Who is my favorite president? <laughs> no, it'll actually, that's show-related trivia. Yeah, that's but, fine. Um, <laughs> I talked about it enough on there. But no, I, it, I was going to do some, it'll be some animal trivia, maybe some Pokemon trivia. And, and it's not going to be part of the show. He's just going to walk up to random people and ask in like the questions. hallways. Yeah. 
Like, literally just some guy dressed up in Warhammer 40k armor. Like, hey, who's the best po- Who's the best starter? And he just literally answers, uh, I don't know, Torkoal? It's like, here. Have this. <laughs> just hands him a plush and walks away. Torkoal just- is always the answer. Billy on the street, but with Don. Yeah, I will not be able to go to these conventions, but I will be there in spirit because I'm using my super duper PowerPoint. Well, I'm using my super duper PowerPoint skills to make y'all's the best presentation anyone's ever seen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, please come check us out at uh, these conventions. I know we we have one, maybe two more after ColossalCon this year, just because we have a shortened schedule. Uh, but next year we hopefully are back in full force. I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. All right. That's we had a lot of news, so let's go ahead and let's get to the topic. We talking about ducks. Let's get quacking. So I'll go ahead and I will get the sciencey fun stuff out of the way so you guys can get the other stuff. Let's okay, wait, do this. can I say the only thing I know about ducks? Is it going to be something we have to edit out of this thing? You don't have to edit it. <laughs> it depends if you do it in a tasteful PG manner. I can. Uh, male ducks, uh, their part is shaped like you can a say corkscrew. penis it's a medical term you're good well i'm not you said it i did it that's pg that's the only thing i know about ducks is that the male ducks it looks like a corkscrew <laughs> yeah ducks have a corkscrew penis and uh female ducks have a reverse corkscrew vagina nothing dirty about that that's nature if you think it's dirty i'm sorry but you know that's just anatomy and we are i'm not ashamed of i'm it. happy that all of my students after going to the convention this weekend are going to find this episode <laughs> Ducks, ducks are actually um, one of the few birds that do have specialized organs down there. So good for them, I guess. And all these uh, wonderful organisms can be found in family Anatidae. Uh, if you listened to my last episode on how we categorize living things, you'll know that families come before genus and species. So this is actually a really specific group of birds, and they're just grouply, their groups are typically just waterfowl. So there's about 173 living species, and they consider most ducks geese and swan are all considered in this little family uh now ducks i mean they kind of they're kind of awesome because they're everywhere every single continent except antarctica has one and they are ridiculously adaptable to many different climates you can find them so long as they have water they're gonna be okay so long as you have a lake a river stream even an ocean they will be there on the shoreline and they'll be out there it it goes to show you you do not have to be the biggest or strongest to succeed just have to have a lot of you uh, the other thing, I mean, ducks can be categorized a lot of different ways. They have a lot of different features. Um, obviously, the bi- oh, one fun of the duck biggest- fact: there is a. It's not a breeding population. They go down there to feed sometimes, but the yellow, yellow-tailed pint or yellow-beaked, I think, pintail, um, will occasionally go to Antarctica, but like just to hang out for a bit. I mean, it's a fun place to visit. Yeah, why not? Why not just land it? <laughs> it just goes yeah. over there and just mogs on all the penguins. It's like I can fly and swim. Yeah, like, I bet you won't come down here and say it. I'll do it again. It just literally lands on the water and a leopard seal just eats it. <laughs> but anyway, ducks do have, um, they have a couple of common features. Uh, they have pretty round bodies. Um, they're water-resistant feathers, long necks, and most of them have webbed feet for swimming. Um, they share this with their geese and swan cousins. Um, inside of their beak, ducks have a built-in layer of serrated plates that allows them to filter feed. So whenever you see ducks, like, putting their bills on the water and clapping it up and down... That's om- that's very similar to how um, a lot of filter feeding whales and bird other animals will feed. 
because it's just a way of filtering the water through while also catching microorganisms. It's also why when you look at a picture of a goose's mouth, it's just horrifying because it looks like it's filled with tiny knives. They're not meant to be knives, but they also work really well for being knives because these animals can be super territorial and just kind of the worst. Has any of you been chased by a duck? I, I, I was going to do a virtual show of hands of who's been bitten by a duck or goose because no. I have not. I have. I have. <laughs> oh, three out of four. I was I was gonna drop other. Oh, you brought the waters and feathers. They actually have a uh, a gland called the uh, uropegial gland, or some people just call it the preen gland, and it's at the base of their tail. So if you ever see ducks kind of fluffing their feathers and rubbing their head like along the top of the base of their tail, that's where they get the oil to uh, waterproof their feathers. I've actually seen something similar in the South Carolina aquariums. Uh, bird Liberty. Liberty has one. As well, she'll just go for it with her beak and just put it all over her feathers. So that's really cool. Yeah, and the the bills, like various duck species and subgroups have semi-specialized bills. Like most of them have the serrated plates, but there's like um, certain ducks that may maybe eat primarily aquatic vegetation might have sort of a little incisor on the tip of their bill to kind of better cut water plants. Some ducks have a like a shovel-like bill to sort of get down in the mud if they're more like microorganism specialists. Um, some ducks have like a full-on serrated bill, like the mergansers. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of specialization too within like the bills, which already have the the sort of teeth already in there. I don't like looking at mergansers. I know they like they look like they're perfect eating fish, but I know getting bit by one of those would be a pain. Wait, what are they? Like they're they're cute, but like they have. No, super but what are these hooded mergansers? What are mergansers? Yeah, I don't think I know what that is. Sorry, there's several species of them. They're like a fish-eating duck. Um, fun fact, the red-breasted merganser is the fastest of all duck species, and it's been clocked at 100 miles an hour. You're no kidding. I saw one of those today. Swimming or Literally flying? Today. Flying. Oh, swimming would be incredible. Um, flying. <laughs> it was being chased by a plane, so I don't think they cruise around at 100 miles an hour, but that one was going 100 miles an hour. That's insane. Oh, Previously, they thought the fastest duck was the canvas back, and I think it was like 75, 76, which is still really fast. Again, they, they're... We don't think of them as much, and that's in part because we've had them forever. They are one of the earliest animals we've ever domesticated at 4,000 BCE. It, almost every civilization did it. There was that recent thing with the, the goose bones in China they found where they think it might have even been earlier now. Yeah, exactly. That news, I remember. They've been around like Egypt, China, Mesopotamia, North America, wherever they were, because they were a great source of meat. And also, their feathers make for excellent down comforters. It's what I see yes. under. Fluffy. But Madison, you should look up uh, the hooded reganser. It's one of my favorite ducks. Very pretty. So, Chris, you. You wanted us to do this in part because you had a weird duck fact. Uh, oh, more like, or it's more a fact that I'm using ducks to illustrate. Okay, go right ahead. Do but it. but it's uh, I, I was learning about. There's always the debate, especially around Thanksgiving, of the white or dark meat. Dark and, meat. And you, but you always sometimes you have to wonder why do certain creatures evolve to have white or dark meat, and what purpose does it serve? Because there is going to be a purpose for it. So ducks uh, are dark meat or dark meat animals because that is what they have evolved to need in order to do what they need to do to survive. So dark meat, much more designed for essentially actions that require longevity, things that you might call slow twitch muscles. And those muscles are very rich in a protein called myoglobin that does an incredible job of supplying oxygen to the muscles that keeps the muscles functioning for long periods of time. 
This lets them fly and, and do everything that they need to do. Now, if you flip it to another common bird that we know uh, that's very popular with white meat, say a chicken, the white meat does not have all that myoglobin, which would make it dark, hence why it's much paler and white. Well, the white meat is more fast twitch muscle. So if you ever are someone who's wanting to improve your vertical jump, uh, you'll hear that you need to strengthen up your fast twitch muscles because uh, that's more like explosive type action. And so you can think of that with the chickens because they use that sort of strong pump with their wings to kind of get up and just kind of flitter around for a little bit because it takes a lot more to get them up off the ground and get going. And so they need that sort of white, the white fast twitch muscle to just kind of get their mass moving. Because if, if you look at other like, um, not, it's not wild chickens, but other wild sort of game birds or that style of sort of ground dwelling, ground nesting bird that has a, like even like a wild turkey their breast meat will be much lighter and it's because like they do fly, but mainly they'll use that to like, you know, quickly get up into a tree for roosting and stuff like yeah. that. And even in the, with the Turkey Dawn, think about it. So the, the chest is the dark meat is the white meat to, to do that. But then their dark meat is in their legs. Cause they're standing they're around, around, around all day. Exactly. That's where they need more that longevity. Oh, speaking of, uh, the, the ducks, I don't know if we touched on there, some ducks do with some incredible migrations. Um, talking about the stamina and things like that. Um, there's multiple ducks that fly like most of the ducks you'll see just hanging out even down like down in florida texas wherever carolina wherever you are um a lot of those ducks are, are like spending their summers in like northern canada and they'll fly from there to like the american south or even farther down shout out to the uh the black brant goose which flies from coastal alaska to baja california in like roughly in roughly 72 hours wow what how they just fly nonstop, pretty much nonstop. They'll lose half their body weight during the flight. Jesus. And then uh, pintails, some pintails that um, are in Alaska, because ducks are sort of divided, at least in North America, into like several distinct flyways. Like there's like your eastern flyway, which might be like north of Maine down to Florida. There's like your central, which might be, um, you know, north central Canada down to like Texas or Mexico. Um, and like there's um, the penta- there's pentail ducks, which are really cool duck that live. Um, some of them that live in Alaska will actually overwinter in Hawaii. So they'll fly from Alaska to Hawaii twice a year invite your and back and forth. Interesting. So, yeah, no, they really do need all that muscle mass to keep going. Good guy. And the, the last bit that I'll talk about with the duck meat is that the the dark meat. Uh, a lot of people say dark meat tastes better because it's typically fattier. Also, can I just say like. Thai duck soup is probably the best like bird-based soup I've ever had. Cause duck. I, I gotta say, when it comes to duck, I do love me some duck wings. There's a place in St. Petersburg called yeah. Number Nine yeah. that has them. I made duck for Thanksgiving last year. It was great. I was gonna talk about a duck recipe on the Patreon. Actually, we'll Ooh, save that. There we'll, we yeah, go. save that. Save that. Yeah, save that. <laughs> so, on that note. We should talk about the ducks and other waterfowl. I've actually been hunted for sport for a really long time. But How like, long? I mean, thousands of years. Like, multiple cultures have been doing it. Not, But mainly, it was done for, you know, necessity. You're either hunting them for food or you're hunting them to go and domesticate them. But they didn't really become, like, an actual, like, sport until the 1600s when the shotgun was invented. Once that was created, it kind of led to England and the aristocrats kind of picking up. And Don, I'll let you um, lead in on what it's like in the modern day because you know a bit about it. All right, yeah. Well, one thing I want to talk about, so we'll get into this in a minute too, but even going back then, um, ducks have been hunted, like Lucas was saying, for hundreds of years. 
um, both for sport and for meat. Um, and there's like from the sporting side, even you can see some very old uh, and this really like the practice of it hasn't really changed that much in regards to, um, you know, typically where ducks are coming, typically along their migration routes, typically decoys are being used of some kind. Um, these ducks are like naturally gregarious, especially when they're migrating. So like when they see other ducks in an area that look like them, they're typically drawn to those ducks. Um, and like you can see some like several hundred year old decoys. Um, they're like now they're kind of more art pieces almost. Um, and then a lot of ducks uh, were hit very heavily in the early 20th century by market hunting. Do you guys know what a punt gun is? No. I don't. Are you going to tell us? So a punt gun. Yes. You should Google one, though. It's a comically giant shotgun <laughs> um, that would shoot over like early ninth, like late 19th, earliest 20th century. And they've been known they could kill like several dozen ducks at once and we could shoot like over a pound of shot. Oh my god! Um, and the the punt gunners would ride around in these little. You need they two would ride people around just to hold this stupid thing. They would ride around in these little boats to sneak up on the ducks. I found um, a picture of the boat, like literally the guns bigger than the boat. Yeah, so the the punt gun was outlawed between like in a series of laws, like they were fully outlawed by uh, 1918, um, and that was right along when the United States at least was cracking down heavily on market hunting, which was like hunting wild game to then sell at a market. Um, and a lot of duck species were hit hit very, very heavily by a commercial duck hunting. Like the canvasback, um, only one – I think there's only been one duck that's gone extinct in North America, and that's the Labrador duck. Was it friendly, like Labradors? Uh, they're actually pretty cool looking from what I can see. It was actually the, was a, uh, the first endemic North American bird speak species to be known to have gone extinct all the way back in 1878. And it seems like it may have already been like rare before European settlers even arrived. So it might be a matter of like just natural habitat shifts were um, unfortunate for it so much as strictly human, human predation. I feel like the ducks, like, I mean, obviously with the regulation and everything, ducks are, well, at least most, some duck species are pretty successful. Things like mallards are everywhere. Yeah. Mallards are definitely supplemented, I think as well, by some like sort of domesticated pond ducks that get loose like in florida mallards aren't um necessarily native there's we have the model duck like most ducks migrate but some don't what are those hideous ones that live in florida muscovy ducks muscovies yeah i believe they're an asian breed that was originally bred for food and now they're just sort of loose in florida and it's perfectly legal to just take one and i think yeah i think you could theoretically just get one you can just grab it and go like no one no one can legally stop you they can stop you if you like yeah, kill it. Yeah, we're not advocating spot. for you to run around with a big net. So like, but I think they are technically invasive. Ducks are pretty much found. I mean, it's not it's not hard to go see a duck if you've got some bodies of water near you. There's a lot, especially now with like, thanks to agriculture and things like that, we have ducks. Some ducks are higher up than they have ever been, but a lot of ducks are still threatened by habitat loss because um, they're really relying on wetland habitat, especially northern wetlands for breeding. Um, so that's like a big, a big problem facing a lot of duck species, but some have been benefited. I, I believe it's the snow goose has, um, its populations exploded thanks to basically agriculture in the Midwest. Um, and they'll just stop and just gorge on corn and rice. And I think there's way more snow geese now to the point where certain areas in like the, the Northern tundra have been like becoming almost overgrazed by them when they go up there for the summer. Wow. That's not great. No, but um, generally, like modern conservation measure, measures have really, I think, helped a lot of have done a lot for duck uh, populations. All right. 
Well, obviously, we've had a lot to talk about ducks, and I, uh, people are already saying, but you don't have that many duck Pokemon. We have enough. Yes, and that's what we're going to enjoy enough. today. Uh, one, one, one quick duck thing. Did you know that they have accents? What? There is a dog that talks like this. I need a duck that talks like this. There's a some someone observed the ducks in the uh, in the UK, where the ones uh, that were more around London and the city life, their honks were much more abrasive because they had so much more sound to compete with from the city life versus counterparts in the more rural areas did not have that. So if you put them together, they would have very different sounds because of the areas where they lived. That's cool. That's like an audio version of the moths that had to deal with like all the soot on the walls. That's yeah. wild. I love yeah. that. Awesome. All right. People listen to us talk about ducks enough. Let's go okay, ahead wait, and talk. One, about... one more cool duck fact. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. So uh, the best diving duck is the long-tailed duck. And uh, one has been – more than 80 times they've been reported of being caught in deep fishing nets um, at a depth of 240 feet. Good God. This, we'll talk about some diving ducks in yeah. the Pokemon. If you'll let... I got excited. Any more? Any other ones? I'll have No? More. Okay. <laughs> to the Pokemon. All right, so we got to talk about the first duck, and that's going to be Psyduck. And I got to be honest. Is that really the first duck, or is Farfetch'd? I mean, Psyduck's listed first. order, it is Psyduck. Yeah, so Psyduck with the first. And I got to be honest, like, when I first, like, was doing this, I was expecting to find that, like, oh, Psyduck and Golduck got their name switched in the localization process. And it's like, no, that was intentional. I'm like, What? Like it, it's so I, I've always wondered that if like they actually switched in like a switched at birth situation. Well, it's not, just, like, it's not gold duck. It's gold duck. Yes. I, it, it's weird. And it's also I, the I, fact that neither of them are water psychic. Yeah. I think that's the, the bigger one. <laughs> neither is water psychic. Yeah. Not at all. But I mean, I mean, I think the yellow is just in part in reference to things like um, rubber ducks being so popular. Yeah. Even like um, a lot of domesticated, a lot of wild and domesticated ducklings are yellow okay yeah <laughs> yeah just it's still weird it's just yeah why the heck aren't they water psychic types they were they they made starmie first well gen one psychic was so busted think about how busted and actually well no starmie existed it was just better yeah so um <laughs> and slow bro existed it was just better so yeah. even then yeah. they were uh <laughs> The, uh, the, the the sad thing about Golduck that I'm well, one thing that's confusing to me about Golduck in particular is its dex entry talks about how it's so fast, like it's the speediest, but it's not even the fastest water type from Gen One. No, it does have Swift Swim, which it happens does have, later. But, it has Swift Swim, that's but it's it's not even team. in like the top ten, even with Swift Swim. It's been on swim teams, though, hasn't it? I thought it used to be on. There was there was the very ducks, famous right? Double Ducks, which was yeah. Golduck Pelt, but that's also because there was no better Swift Swim Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. Had Kingdra been legal or Ludicolo been legal, they would have been on Double Ducks. Yeah, death. just pure death. Anytime I see a Kingdra in the rain, I just get flashbacks of just death. The Kingdra was in the finals of, I think it was the seniors division uh, for at EUIC. Hey, good for the kids. Heck yeah. Also, like, Golduck's based on, like, like I always thought of it as Kappa. I mean, it's directly in the the red and blue Pokedex. It says, it, it says people confuse it for a Kappa. Okay. 
So Kappas can exist in legend here. I, it, I'm pretty sure it's the only yokai that is directly named in the game. Well, so remember though, remember though, the early, the first game like has a lot of talk about like real world things. Like it eats fish in a pond. Like, you know, it's. Right, right, you can kill an, an Asian elephant or something like that. Yeah, yeah I remember. That yeah. kind of stuff shows up a lot. And it showed up not only in the uh, in the games, it showed up in the TV show mm-hmm. when they go to Missy's gym. It showed up in uh, the not, I don't think it, it wasn't in Adventures, but it was in Electric Tail of Pikachu as well. Like other animals. <laughs> yeah. There's, I remember there's a statue of, uh, and like the, they go to the museum, and there's just a statue of like a Kabutops just stabbing the heck out of a random fish. Yeah. Yeah. Madison, do you want to elaborate on what, what a Kappa is? Oh, so a Kappa is, uh, it's a Japanese mythical creature that, like has like what like the mouth of a duck body of it's a like a, a duck mouth turtle body with like yeah. a semi-human face and it's like a monster that in many like i guess it depends on the story though right well i know that they favor cucumbers and that they have a so they have the turtle egg shell on their back and that they have like a it's like a bowl in their head right like they're yeah on top of their head and that if they tip over and spill the water they like die or something yeah they have to go back to water like that's like how you're supposed i think it's like uh if you're like it's meant to ward people away you make them like bow right you yeah. bow to them because they're very polite yes and then they bow and spill their water but they're like super like menacey and that they're like they're like they like wrestle people and stuff i remember that i think and they that... they drag you in the ponds and drag they do they drag people yeah. to their deaths as well <laughs> That's a really good way, like, to keep your kids away from, like, the rushing rivers in Japan. It's like, hey, yeah, no, when those rivers get rainy, like, in those sewage areas get, like, they have drainage systems where it's, like, when the rain hits, like, those things are a torrent. You're not swimming yeah. through that. So, like, how do you keep a kid away from the cool water? Hey, turtle duck will eat you. And you teach them good manners. But with the with the water bit, gold duck, I think it's, I can't remember, I think it's in S.W.O.R.D., it says that if someone messes with the water, Golduck will quote take it, take them away. Ugh. <laughs> like the ambiguousness of that threat. You Golduck is going to kidnap you if you pee in the river. But also, Sun and Moon Dawn talks. Golduck talks about uh, how they've started to be overhunted, much like actual ducks. Yes, there are yeah, quite a few. I said these days the biggest threat to ducks, I believe, is habitat loss for the most part, at least in North America. I am looking at duck type Pokemon speeds, and I think oh, never mind. Golduck isn't even the fastest duck. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's not even the fastest duck Pokemon. Well, so so actually, it like if you read the deck entries, that it starts to go away saying that it's the fastest, and then it starts to say that its psychic powers will stop faster Pokemon. It does get hypnosis. Yeah, but like, why doesn't it? Why didn't they just add psychic typing to it at this point? I mean, Gen One psychic type was so busted. No, but but they, they even then, it would have still been the worst. They could have psychic. added it at any point. They've added other Pokemon got like fairy type and stuff. It'll get a regional variant where it's like, there, it's water psychic. Are you happy? Golduck actually has a really cool move pool. I will say. I mean, it had Cloud Nine, and that was. It still has Cloud Nine. I mean, there were better cl- there are better ways to use it now with things like neutralizing gas, but like. It's cool. I think it's just an Anita well, ability. Well, Cloud 9's nice because it just makes weather not happen. Yeah, like, no. But but it's but raining, also, like, and I don't care. But also, like, its move pool is amazing. Everything from Cross Chop to Yawn. Yawn is great. It's got Soak, which is always cool. It's got... 
It's got screens. All, all the random psychic type moves. It's got Encore, which is actually pretty legit. It's like physical move pool is pretty decent too. Yeah, but its physical attack is trash, right? Yeah, no, heck of trash. Yeah, it's not. It's at 82, which I guess isn't the worst. It, oh, they did actually give it flip turn. So it continues the trend of no water type that actually wants flip turn gets to have flip turn unless it's swampered. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Anything else about this guy before we move on or gold excited? That's all I got. Okay, so let's move on to Ducklet and Swana. And I just want to interject first by saying that when I worked at Bush Gardens, they had a pair of mute swans there. And people were like, oh, my gosh, are they from Africa? Dude? It's like, no, they're from Europe. People brought them there to beautify their ponds. They started killing everything. And so now we have to keep them here. So they stopped killing everything. My, uh, my, my college had a pond that had a bunch of swans on it. And people were regularly chased away by the swans during mating season. Yep, we used to have, um, or I think we still do, there was a, a, a park in downtown Orlando that has a bunch of swans, and they don't like it when you don't share your Cheetos. <laughs> Downright cruel. Again, they're they're not nice animals. The people who bring swans in are like, just stop, don't do it no more. That's that's a pretty harsh character assessment of sw- of swans, Lucas. Not to say they're not nice, they're just very territorial and they like their space. I mean, okay, if they're an invasive species in Florida, I can say what I want. Well, there's three species of swans that are native to North America. They can stay. I'm saying the mute swan. When you think of a swan, you're typically actually my a um. Mute swan. Never mind. The mute swan is introduced. Yeah. See. There so you there's go. there is the tundra and the trumpeter are native. Trumpeter is a big swan. There, I mean, all swans are big, but yeah, trumpeters are really big. Trumpeter's got like a 10-foot wingspan. Trumpeter's sweet. Remember that movie with the, the swan, the trumpet of the swan? It's a book, buddy. It's, it's a also book. a movie. I didn't know it was a book until this <laughs> it's moment. Book, it's a book by E.B. White. Well, Madison, you know Don can't, re- Don can't read. Of course What are you talking about? You know, I love books. What are you talking about? I'll read that book tomorrow just to prove a point. <laughs> Don reads books and I don't. Where do you think I learned all my duck facts that I've been yelling at for the last hour? We have a swan Pokemon and we also have Ducklet with it. Ducklet is very cute, very sweet little Pokemon. Everyone loves it. Do you know the name for a baby swan? I don't. It's a signet. C-Y-G-N-E-T. Oh, so not like a signet ring. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes. Also, they're really cute. Like the whole ugly duckling thing. Like, look at them. They're, they're adorable. Yeah, they're really, really cute. What the heck with this baby crying about? Like, are you out of your minds? This thing is adorable. I want to hug one. Well, the, to be fair, the, the, the baby duck was I don't remember the ugly duckling too well, but the, the ugly duckling wasn't calling itself ugly. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, what are these other birds talking about? Like, look at this thing. They were jealous. Yeah, pretty much. This is like one of the cutest darn birds you'll ever see. And the fact that they sit on their mother's back and ride them like little boats, just like, what's wrong with you people? Did you know swans have confirmed kills? Keep going. You can't end on that. <laughs> I know that. I know of at least one confirmed one. In I think it was in 2012, this guy was kayaking. Um, and an aggressive swan, which had been nesting, um, knocked him out of his kayak and then like drowned him when Yikes. he was trying to like get back to shore. Oh my god! It's, it, is Swana that bad? Swana is a mixed bag because it basically says it does three things: it dances, it fights, and it flies. That's what actual swans do. <laughs> yeah, it's on point. Well done, Pokemon. This goes in the list of like this goes with Trapinch and some of the other Pokemon. Like this is entirely accurate. Good job. Yeah. Man. 
They did it. They they nailed it. Hit it right out of the park. But the uh, uh, ducklet is one of those diving ducks that you talked about, Don. Yes. So the diver ducks are like a whole, like typically like there's at least in, um, if you look at it from like a culinary point of view, some people disparage the diver ducks because they typically are eating more um, like invertebrates or small fish and stuff like that. So they can t- tend to have a darker meat. And I think they're also have like a thicker skin and fat because they're diving down. So they need to be even more insulated than your standard duck. Um, and diving ducks are typically, when you see ducks flying, a diver duck species. Because like mallards, mallards, like your classic mallard, will dive. But not like dive, dive for food. They'll kind of just, they don't like to be in water too deep. Like you'll see them go like bottoms up to grab stuff off the bottom. But diver ducks, like a um, like a scop, which is another name for a bluebill, or a, um, a harlequin duck, which is a really cool duck. Um, they'll they'll dive all the way down and typically diver ducks are like a little smaller and they're a little more compact body wise like they look a little more stubby in flight compared to like a classic mallard i don't think of another or the canvas back is another another really cool diver duck you can you can use this moment as your uh uh your platform to enlighten us that cormorants are not ducks no they are not <laughs> yes cormorants are not ducks I saw some guy making memes on Twitter. It's like, oh, I gotta love all these duck Pokemon, and I just had to. Run. It's, it's it's okay. They're closer to pelicans. People always make that mistake. Yeah, cormorants are cool though. They um, are awesome. They are a fantastic bird. Lila and I are going to talk about them. Yes. Now the last uh, one of the the last one we have any information on is going to be far fetched, and actually we talked about far fetched a long time. I think first episode we were talking about birds. We actually uh, we talked about far fetched. It was a long time ago. He is like one of the first. He's based on like a Japanese. I feel like Porygon's like, a duck, though. Digi duck. <laughs> we call him the duck. I mean, but, he's a duck. Yeah. The greatest of all ducks, in fact. Yeah, he's so great he can't be in this episode. But I guess it's weird because Farfetch isn't really based on a specific duck. He's based on like an expression. Like, Hashtag like Porygon a, did nothing wrong. But doesn't it look like a like a like a mallard? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, mallards are one of the most common ducks on the planet. Like we, I mean, poten- maybe a hen mallard, male mallards. Like well, we haven't even talked about sexual dimorphism in ducks, but yeah, they're no, pretty. Yeah, quick side note: male ducks are pretty, girl ducks are not as pretty. Male ducks want to show up, girl ducks want to stay hidden. That kind of they want to get it. not get eaten. Yeah, let's not get eaten. Being a male bird typically stinks because like I'm so beautiful, and the predators are like, "Yep, yep, you are. Get over here." Where the female ducks get to survive and blend in with the with the grasses, it stinks. But again, it, it would be pretty interesting because if you know the old expre- Japanese expression, a translated means a duck comes bearing onions, and it's basically an old saying about good luck and how things are becoming easier because the duck literally showed up with his own seasoning, which I think just sounds amazing. I would literally take that good luck and I would just start making something wonderful out of it. Just add water and a pot. Water and a pot. Yeah, but again, my American sensibilities say duck tacos. Oh, or, or ooh, duck tapas. Ooh, that would be delightful. A nice green chili sauce. Oh, a peanut sauce. Or roasted duck cooked in an IPA. Ooh, I like I like, I like a good spatchcocked duck on the grill, personally. 
you're uh, spoiling the Patreon. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, talk about <laughs> recipes on the Patreon. <laughs> the uh, the last uh, well, I like that that Farfetch'd originally starts out using the sleeker onion as a sword, and then it, when it gets to Galar and it gets the beefier onion, it just kind of turns into a giant lance of destruction. It's fashion time, yeah. It's just like, oh, look, it's one of those again, like Zashian, it comes with its own beat stick. It's not as strong a beat stick. But I, I just love it. I uh, just like its signature item is literally just called stick. It's just stick. <laughs> Did you know that if you take away its its uh its onion, it dies? What, really? Holy like read the Pokedex. Like it's like it's not it's not instantaneous, but it's like gonna die. I would say that too. Galar uh, Farfetch also has um Defiant, which a lot of ducks can be quite uh like ornery. Yeah, yes. you try you try and move them. Also, uh, and then we talk about, but Swan is a bit. Uh, one of its abilities is big pecs, and they do have incredibly strong wing muscles. And can I think they can like break your arm or something? I mean, that one guy who died certainly figured that out. Bit, yeah, that still blows my mind that the swans have a body. Yeah, it can't live without the stock it holds. That's why it defends the stock from attackers with its life. Yeah. <laughs> But is that just like because it like it needs it's it's important for a weapon or does it just instantly die? Well, it's so uh, it also actually it snacks on its weapon too. Like if it's really hungry, it's an emergency food stash. I see. I I see. So the thing is with the way that this dex is phrased, I don't know if it's a literal die or if it's just like a dramatic like I can't live without this. Yeah, Surfetched is really cool. I like the fact that you have to evolve it or it has three crits in the same battle or whatever to evolve it. Yeah, That's- Surfetched does have a cool evolution. That's rad. I think the uh, we also have to bring up the fact that this guy and a bunch of the other ducks also have keen eye, which is really useful because ducks can sleep with like one eye open. They also have incredible uh, vision. Yeah, no, they're great. I mean, you kind of have to. Now, but aren't they like turning off half their brain when they sleep? Yeah, which is coincidental because dolphins do something similar. I guess it's one of those things where anything can jump at you. Like, even from below, turtles have been known to snack on ducklings a lot. So you have to be really cautious wherever you go as a duck because... Turtles, large fish, lots of stuff. Yeah, terrible. Largemouth bass will eat a duckling. Yeah, they'll just do. There's just so many things that want to eat them. So you got to all constantly be prepared. Now, before we wrap up, uh, we got to give a shout out to Quaxley because we will be talking about him one day. Not today, not as much, but like, I want to see this duck turn into Don Quixote so bad. And start attacking some wind wheels. All right. We've done a lot. I love ducks now. Don has taught me that ducks are terrifying and all their cousins are terrifying. I'll stop talking about ducks, but I've got so many more duck facts. That's a lie. You will never stop. Did you know? Okay, last cool duck fact. In 2011, or sorry, not 2011, 1911, there was a minor gold rush in western Nebraska after hunters found small gold nuggets in the gizzards of some ducks they had shot. Because ducks will eat stone and gravel to uh, keeps in their gizzard to crush up uh, hard nuts and foods. All right, Lucas, let's take us to the wrap up. So before we wrap up, Andrea, our new patron, thank you so much. You're keeping us alive. You're, you're literally letting us Yay. go to all these. You're letting us go to all these conventions. You're keeping the podcast going. Thank you so much for contributing. And thanks to everyone who just listens in general. Obviously, you guys doing this is the reason we keep at this. So we appreciate it. So uh, obviously, go check. If you are in Ohio, I demand that you go check out Madison's and Lila's talks. Because I've worked really hard on their presentations. And <laughs> I, again. Also, I, though, like, who, like, Lila's great. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I love she's more guys. entertaining than I am. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll Did you know you that ducks normally time. migrate between 200 Get us out of here. <laughs> Chris, get us out of here. Get us out of here. <laughs> They found the pentail ske- They found the skele- uh, the skeleton of a pentail though on Mount Everest at sixteen thousand feet. Make it stop! <laughs> Tell me that's not awesome though. <laughs>